This is CliffCentral.com. It's Wednesday and it's the football show. A show about football, love bites, Theo Mojo and Camarade Question in the building. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, what up, God? What, what up, guys? Chilling? Like a villain? Yeah, I know. What do you do, huh? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, um, so, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. all right, okay, okay, okay. All right, so let's get started. So, um, uh, it looks like, uh, it's just us two, right? It, it would look like. We'll be, we'll be entertaining, it's going to be a, a, a twosome. <laughs> An awesome twosome. An awesome twosome. Yes, 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 So, right, so. It looks like um, Mr. Jesus is uh, unavailable at the moment. For the moment. And, Just uh, for the moment. And uh, the yellowbone queen of... Oh, the yellowbone queen is actually somewhere mothering someone's child. Yeah, Her sister's child, by the way, if, if we're going to be honest. Yeah. This yeah. is quite nice. Yeah. We, yeah. we love giving back to the community. Yeah. We love giving uh, our time to children. <laughs> to children? Yeah. Not, not Adam Johnson type no 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 no, 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 no. We're not, no, no. we're not those kind of people. Nope, 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 nope. Oh, so uh, should we start off with the the, the interests? There are no interests today, and I'll tell you why there are no interests. Why? Because we are lonely, Theo. Why are we lonely? We are lonely people today. We can't be introducing things by ourselves yet. We are lonely. Okay, okay. We're lonely so, guys. So we will embark on a new, revised, <laughs> even better football show. Yes. With a uh, common question and uh, Theo, Theo Mojo, Mojo as your host. Building. Yes, yes, yes. I yes, think yes. we should we should start off with 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 our news and results. Yeah. And uh, see where that takes us. Indeed. So last night, last night, Champions League football is yeah. back. Atletico Madrid plays PSV. Koku set up his team perfectly last night. I mean, he was. They went from a twenty to a three-five-two. I mean, they went no-no with that. That's from Madrid but, side. But that's, it, that's, I, I don't know if that that's useful. They still got out. True. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can set up your team. So essentially, well. it was uh, it was useless. But they went to penalties. That one, is a one France scores yeah. scores a scores a winner. Yeah. Atletico Madrid. You know, I was reading a stat since Simeone has come to. Um, Atletico Madrid They have played 299 games And I think they've had 135 clean sheets Clean sheets And I was actually looking at them this season They have got 27 clean sheets mm. Out of 42 games or something Ridiculous, th- 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 that's ridiculous. Here it is Atletico's defensive record under Simeone mm-hmm. 239 games mm-hmm. 125 clean sheets That is ridiculous Diego Godin the linchpin, yeah, in that fucking defensive midfield uh, the, the, at the at the back there, and I think Simeone can take this team to the to the semis. Eh? City play Simeone, City are out. 
they're not. I mean, yesterday was probably the worst piece of football we've watched from in the City. Champions League. The whole game, no, come no, on. another no, no. Please, come on, come on. Two no, Norwich. I mean, you're playing Norwich. Patrick Bamford, ex Chelsea man, ex Crystal Palace, ex Middlesbrough, 21 year old. You're playing against young kids and Bokani and the likes, and you can't get a win. I don't, I didn't understand. City are failing. City are going to struggle to make the top four this season. Don't you think? All right, cool. Actually, let's get to the Champions League later. Let's start off with the EPL Arsenal. No, this is not it. Arsenal? Uh, no, no, the FA Cup. No, this is not it. The, the FA Cup. Yeah, so, so, so Arsenal 2-1. 2-1 versus Watford. 1-2? Yeah, 1-2. 1-2 so. or whatever that is. Okay. Where do we start? <laughs> <laughs> Where do you... You know when you... <laughs> <sighs> when you've got a great meal in front of you, you and you want to dissect it, you don't know where. Where do you start with Arsenal failing again and Twitter meltdown? Arsenal Twitter meltdown. Okay, can we talk about Arsenal fan TV as well? Le- what is going no, on? No, but, no, no, but Arsenal with fighting. Arsenal, Arsenal fan TV. This is what they're there for. Let us not forget. Arsenal fan TV but are gained they d- gained notoriety from that uh, West Ham game. Was it last season? Yeah, when that fan came out and said. Prof, what is that? What, what is it? What is it? You know, like yeah. they're like a tabloid. They're, they're, that's what they're, they're essentially there for. a tabloid. Yeah. And, and Claude, Claude, oh. if I was an Arsenal fan, I'd punch Claude him. I'd punch that guy. Kneecap to the face. Oh man, I'd punch that guy. I but don't understand. Get fucking real. <laughs> Get fucking real. Get fucking real. We're gonna win it this year. We're gonna win it. Get fucking real. <laughs> If you haven't seen that, go to YouTube. Go and go watch Arsenal Fan TV with Claude and T.Y. or Ty. I don't know Ty, what the, it's Ty. Ty. The Nigerian The Nigerian guy. Ty. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Arsenal, make me or they make my tears dry for my eyes. Do you remember the one where I was about to punch the guy? And you looked at him and he You know, we're, we're sitting here at halftime. They're playing, sorry. You know, instead of playing, quack, 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 quack. This, this is Arsenal Fan TV. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it. You need to go. If you're an Arsenal fan, if you're a football fan, if you are a fan of comedy, this is Arsenal at its best. Yeah. It's a microcosm of the club itself. <laughs> and I think this last weekend, they were fighting. There was a brawl caught live yeah. on Periscope of Arsenal fans fighting each other outside the Emirates. Yeah. Okay. Tell look, us about that. Look, here is my opinion about this. I've, I've never been a Wenger out kind of guy. Mm. And... um. I still maintain that because I don't think there's something that you actually retweeted the other day, and you were talking about how there's a deep fear of a post-Ferguson era. Post-Ferguson era, uh, you know, and it's, it's. I don't think that's entirely true with Arsenal, but I think certain lessons and certain accidents and calamities that were seen at Man United are trying to be avoided at Arsenal. Where they they can see the mistakes, they can see the mistakes, and I'm post-Fergie mistakes, and I am pretty sure they know who they want to come after Arsenal. I don't think there's there's any doubt about that, but. The problem is how you manage that transition from a person who has essentially controlled every facet of the playing side of the club from 1996 until today. Oh, now, yeah, yeah. So I think he's basically he's he's basically Arsenal. Yes, himself. I mean his he's name an is Arsene. <laughs> his name is Arsene. So what? I, where I, do you? What do you think? I think the reactions have been extremely overblown, especially on really? Twitter. I think the reactions have been over. And I mean, I'm always one guy who looks at it from the perspective of we are in this age where we must have definite opinions and, you know, everything that we say today must, 
it must be, you know, must resonate, must with, resonate with somewhere. Things, yeah. And I, I really don't believe that. And I just think uh, Arsene Wenger is a victim of his success. But now he just doesn't seem to be able to motivate the team well enough to do the things that they need to do. I mean, this was our title to lose this season. And we have done that spectacularly. In December, I said that. We have done that spectacularly. Arsenal, it was their title to lose. Yeah, and we've done that spectacularly. And they have. It was a a capitulation (laughs) of of Shakespearean proportions. proportions. (laughs) It has been. The Titanic Mm. is, is, I mean, you can see how... I don't don't get it. Even there's two... That Guardiola, that Guardiola, the Algerian, that, that, that hit the Thunder Bastard of the the weekend. But that comes from, Mesut Ozil loses the ball in midfield. Francis Coquelin and Gabriel double team the one guy in the box and you leave that, yeah, well, not sexual, but (laughs) (laughs) they double team the one guy in the box and you leave all that space. You can't afford to give a piss all that space. space. And expect to go unpunished and we got punished. And I I don't think they thought he could do it. I don't think they had the, they thought he had that in his locker. The audacity. The man went in there. He said, you know what? I've been on the bench for quite a long time. I think he hasn't played for quite a bit. Yeah. He came on there and he stunned. I mean, Kike Flores, Sanchez, uh, has done well with this team, but even Igalo bossed, bossed the, well, uh, boss the, Gabriel. Boss Gabriel. Yeah. Even if that first goal backed him, backed up, got yeah. the ball and turned, bang. Yeah. Where, where, where do you see the improvements? What do you see the way forward? And is Venga, is it time? I know you're not, a, you're not a Venga outcome. Yeah. What happens now? You're at this precipice at this moment in time. It's like, and it's a crucial time now. You, the, the board, the club can make massive decisions now that can affect Arsenal for the next few years, or do they stick? Okay, so apparently we have one. Uh, how many is it? It's um, two games in our last fourteen. <laughs> two in your last fourteen. Yes, uh, two games in the last fourteen games. One of the one, one of those games is against lower league opposition. You played Hull City. Yeah, we played Hull City. Wait, wait, wait. wait and the other one was, um, what's that, uh, Leicester City, the yeah. two on. And I mean, looking at that, you have to ask yourself whether the manager still has the capability and the capacity to motivate his players. You're not talking about a squad of Danielson and Nicholas Bentner. Mm. This is a squad that has Alexis Sanchez. Mesut uh, Ozil. You know, Theo Walcott, when he decides he wants to play. Giroud. L- Lorian Koscielny is a quality defender. Peter Cech. Peter Cech at the back. And you've, Giroud, got the, you've got a great spine a great in that spine, team, yeah. but uh, it just seems as if somewhere, somehow, it's not working it's, out for Wenger. I, I was listening to uh, Craig Burley. He was talking about how the manager mm-hmm. has the duty to go out and instill his tactics, his philosophy, his teachings, and what they've trained in training the whole week yeah. onto that pitch. Yeah. It seems somehow it's getting lost. No, definitely. It seems somehow it's getting lost from Wenger to his players to their performances on the pitch. And where and what is is it has he is are the ideas, you know, what happens? What, well, I mean, what is if, happening? If, is if you look at how we played on, on, on Saturday, it's so disjointed. You can see that these guys are no fluidity. There's no fluidity. Danny Welbeck misses an open goal. Jeez. <laughs> that well, he got said, one back. At he got point. well, but that, that's he scored before that miss. Remember? That was the, that was the sitter. He missed. yeah, he like missed the, a sitter. Like he could have just. It was if if you were in a brothel and, and you had to throw a condom <laughs> and look to hit a prostitute, it was easier to hit a prostitute in a brothel than to miss that goal. I'm telling you. But Danny Welbeck managed to do that, and I, I can't believe it. But look, he has actually been. One of our informed strikers, when he comes on, he does score. It's weird. What if he had stayed fit? Exactly. What if he had I mean, stayed fit? Yeah. What, what do you do? What do you do? And so now, what's the way forward? What happens now? 
I think the team has to regroup. They have to come back together and decide. And I think refocus on what the objectives of the season are. It just seems we're playing for the sake of for playing. The, for you just waiting till the this end of the season. This is the first season. time in the Wenger era that I've seen a team playing with no identity. Mm. I guess post Daniel, so what's that, what's that guy? Um, Eduardo's leg break. Because yeah. this is the same run of form that happened back when, then. When, uh, what's his name? Was crying on the pitch and he walked well, off. Yeah. Uh, um, no, no, not, not Saul Campbell. Not, um, the, the, William the Gallas. Gallas yeah. Yes. This is our worst run of form since then where you have one win, two wins in 14 games is ludicrous for a team that is supposedly Challenging for challenging the challenge and, and playing Barcelona today and playing Barcelona today in the Champions at, League, at, who just away, spanked Getafe six nil. Basically, it was over in the first half, oh. like four nil. But it is La Liga, so we'll 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 give that a pass. We'll give that a pass. Yeah, two nil Everton, Chelsea, um, Romelu, Romelu Lukaku. Lukaku. Yeah, no, twenty two years of Lukaku. age, Lukaku. built like LeBron James. <laughs> 10.2 se- seconds to run the 100 meters or something. Really? You know, okay, it's like 11. But <laughs> he, he's quick. The boy is built like a brick shit house, and he <laughs> bullied Azul Poqueta. Like a brick shit house. <laughs> Gary Kayo, for that first goal, I don't think, you know, you're sitting there, you're watching this, you're like, okay, yeah. cool, like he's gone past one, okay, two. Yeah. Okay, okay, like clear, a clear brick the ball, shit house. Clear, clear, oh my god, clear the fuck <laughs> He bullied them out the way, and I think he had something to say. He had he had a point to prove against Chelsea. Against Chelsea, he yeah, well, made, obviously. I've never seen him play this this well. I mean, he's played so well. He's reached a hundred goals for Everton, I think yeah, already. Yeah, And I think he's ready. This is Lukaku ready to step up to the Premiership, to the top four side, or I guess the traditional top four side. Yeah. And go into the Champions League. This is him. This is this is if he gets a side that can give him the balls he wants, he can. Can utilize him as he's a focal point. As, a, as an attacking player, he's got everything. He's, he's got, got the pace, technique. He's, he's got, got the power, physicality, physicality. All police so. defenders. Yeah, I just don't see how Mourinho let this guy go, and I think that's a big problem with why this whole you know who takes over after LVG. If it is Mourinho, mm. he doesn't give youth a chance, which is what United has been built on. And hence, look at De Bruyne. You look at. Uh, Lukaku as an example. Yeah. He doesn't give them a chance and Lukaku's flourishing. He's he's amazing. Yeah. And now Everton playing Reading. I mean uh sorry, Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace actually who are actually so playing well. They're playing in the in the cup. Is they it, did well. They played Reading on Friday yeah, it night. Yeah, was 2-0. And it, I mean Adebayo's back. Adebayo is back. However, I want to ask you. Mm. Is it because of Yannick Bolasi's return that we're I seeing think so. <laughs> that we're seeing Crystal Palace The resurgence of of of, of Palace. Yeah, right? is it a coincidence that you know Yannick Bolasi is now back and At, I think it's a number of things. You know, uh, they hadn't kept, they hadn't scored in a long time since Balassi had been out. Yeah. But now they've got Zaha coming in on the on the right yeah. or left, Balassi on the other wing, and Adebayo up front, a striker where you put the ball and the guy's going to give you goals. He gives. He is a he is he's a, a banker. Scorer. He's a banker in the box. You give <laughs> he's him a banker he, in the box. He know that he's going to score you goals. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Scott Dan at the back. Who's played? Who, who has a knack of scoring goals as yeah. well as a centre back? So yeah. you've got that. You've got Kabai. They've got a spine in that team as well. Who? I mean, you think to yourself, Palace before Pardew came in there, Pulis was there. They weren't. You, you thought to yourself, you know, they may be, you know, mid, mid, low to mid table. But now, I mean, look, Palace. We thought there would be maybe a top six side. They have fallen off because of you know Belasi's injury, which yeah. is. But they've brought another bio now, and they're making a push for you know top eight. I think they can do it. I think they, they've got the, the charm. They've got the manager. And this master stroke of signing Adebayo in January. In January, that's a master Was brilliant. That's, got that's a great manager. From uh, at Mabank Brook. 
Mabank Brak. Mabank Brak. Football show should see at midday today. Make it special. It's my birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, birthday Mam Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Have Mam a good day. And we've got another one from uh, Lionel, the great one. He says, the moment you realize it's Wednesday and it's about time to be time. Yes. For the football show. CC, tune in at 1200 hours. Cliffcentral.com. Thank you, Lionel. We love you too. And obviously, Twani, she says, football show. CC time. Smiley face. Mark Mapori says, football show CC, not safe for work, but five mixtape shows can't be missed. It's not safe for work. <laughs> we are totally safe for work. We're totally safe for Come work. Come on, man. You can let your kids listen to it. Okay, all right, not so all your kids. Man United won, West Ham won. Oh, another. In the FA Cup still, yeah. I think this was just another, we were lucky to get away with a draw. United were an, another appalling performance. Yeah, not true. Marouane Fellaini is possibly... The worst football player to ever register <laughs> on a FIFA database. Yeah. On any, he embodies disappointment. You know when, <laughs> you know when your parents are expecting you to do something amazing, expecting you to be become a doctor or yes. you know to be some world class lawyer or uh, something. Yeah. But you go and decide to be an artist. Yeah. So you go and spend their money on something useless. That is the embodiment. Their feelings. That is the embodiment of Marion Fellaini. He has been nothing more than a disaster. And how Van Gaal keeps playing him is is beyond me. I think he's just he's actually now just trying to troll all United fans. Yesterday, I mean, he he had like five interceptions. I mean, he he got his balls intercepted. His balls, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. the, the, the toilet brush in midfield he did nothing i don't know what he brings that's my, my that's my biggest what do you tell him to be he's not there to give stability in the midfield yeah he's not passing the ball he's not he doesn't bring anything there and he's trying to break up play he's picking up real yellow cards but is is the it a matter of, of his style of play not being suited to the kind of brand that is the man united football brand it's, it, it's not and yeah. The problem is, right, we, yeah. when we were in the, the David Moyes era, he came in there, we had a, he had a big, big reputation at Everton. And, you know, at the Moyes era, we, we were doing terribly, even worse than now. Yeah. And we thought, you know what, this guy can possibly do better next season. Yeah. Now he has come here, he is shocking. He's been nothing more than, you know, the worst player United have seen, I don't think, in, in a long, since Eric Jemba Jemba. <laughs> Eric Jemba Jemba? Eric Jemba Jemba. Come on. Eric Jemba Jemba was better than Cleberson. Cleberson, oh. you know, Cleberson won the World Cup. Oh, right? Cleberson won the World Cup. Jemba Jemba, so good they named him twice. <laughs> Was one of the worst African players Jemba, to ever Jemba grace Jemba the so Premier, Premier League. Twice. And I think when we brought in Tiger, <laughs> he brought in some, some stability in that midfield. Him and Schneiderlin. But when you have the Belgian Jemba Jemba in there, you just don't get anything but just, it, he's a mess. Okay. So I think when we line up against Liverpool on Thursday, Schweinsteiger in midfield, Schneiderlin in midfield, Herrera playing in the hole, then you have Rashford, you have Martial, Martial. and then I play Depay up front. Okay. I play Lingard get, comes off, and United could possibly, possibly, we have to go guns blazing. Okay. So no we, we've spoken about United. What about West Ham? What a Jeez, season they're having. I mean, Dimitri they, are, Payet, now, they the, are now three points off Arsenal in third. True. In the in the league, uh, Slaven Bilic. Eh? Slaven Bilic. Let's and another big thing. You know, this is what uh, Gold was talking about. This this chairman of yeah. West Ham. He was saying Game last Gold, season yeah. why they they let uh, Sam Allardyce go basically before his last game. They said because they wanted a new brand of football, and you you don't associate sexy, free flowing, technically gifted football from West Ham. But the Hammers have gone in and brought in Slaven Bilic, who is been magnificent. 
They've got uh, go, uh, gone and who's that? Lorenzi in midfield. They've got Kuyate in midfield. La- La- Lanzini. Lanzini. Yeah. They've got Marco Antonio, who has been. I think he has a Sheffield United last season. A young English lad. He's been. He's been playing. He's got four, five goals his last four games or something. Yeah. He's been magnificent. And how they've done. They've done so well with the one. The key signing has been Papaya. Yeah, Dimitri Payet has been a really... Payet, even Victor Moses, I mean, comes in there, mm. you know, with bits of... But West Ham have been so... Have exploded onto the into the Premiership side this season, and they have been amazing. And I don't know what you... Th- I mean, you saw them playing last this yeah, weekend. Did, yeah. Well, I just still think this is a very mediocre Premier League season. <laughs> you think so? I, I really think it's a mediocre... Where Premier everyone... No one wants to take it. Did someone no piss in the Premiership Cup? No yeah. one wants to take it. Speaking of pissing in cups, did you see those MK Dons players? Yes, the Cheltenham guys. What the? It's MK Dons. Was it? Was it MK Dons? It's MK Dons. The guy Carruthers is being investigated for pissing in a cup. Anyway, uh, not not in a good way. There are good ways to piss in a cup, but uh, not in a good way. Let's move on to the Premier League. Leicester City won Newcastle zero. I want to talk about two things. Firstly, Rafa Benitez. And then we can get to Leicester City's um, the fat Spanish juggernaut, and uh, it's not it's not going back. But from a Newcastle perspective, yes, they lost. We didn't really expect them to win against Leicester no, City anyway. Know. But the appointment of Rafa Benitez as the new manager, what does that what? say about their ambition and about the man himself? What's going on there? My thing is, you, they they did stats right. Ele- yeah. There's only eleven percent chance of a team surviving bringing in a manager this late into the season yeah they tried it with Shearer yeah. before they flopped they went down they went down yeah now they're bringing in the fat spanish waiter <laughs> rafa benitez yeah to try and save a team that yeah. <laughs> i don't i don't see if you brought in bloody pep guardiola he's not gonna do it but yeah what what are they thinking my what what does newcastle do from here they've they've brought in andros townsend they've brought in john joe shelby who for had big money, big money, yeah. and they've, they've actually he's done. A I mean, there was a job. bit of a resurgence when those guys came in when Townsend and uh, Townsend, Shav- yeah, Shav- and Shav- and, and was yeah. playing out of his boots. Mm. But the rest of the players, guys like Mitrovic, you know, they're not pulling their weight. They've been in there the whole season. It's got like I think five goals. Yeah. Like, uh, As whole- a striker, he's really not pulling his weight. But from a Newcastle perspective, I want to know how does that work? How do you? He, I mean, he must be on phenomenal wages for I, him to come from Real Madrid. To go well, he to was, Newcastle. He was, he was, he was at home sitting, sunbathing, twiddling his thumbs. Yeah, eating his wife, feeding weights. him. Yeah, lots of <laughs> trying to lose weight. Says. You know, taking Jose Mourinho's advice. But how do you? I mean, he's gonna be in the championship with these guys next season. But I mean, look, look that's, that that may be a bit hyperbolic. But they but are it, one point off um, Sunderland, who are in seventeen. And this weekend's the mm. Tyneweir derby. Yeah. Newcastle play Sunderland, so that's a but six pointer. Wh- why do they always change managers close to the Tyneweir derby? I know. I, like, <laughs> What are they doing? Remember they got they got in Gus Poye before yes. that. They got uh, in uh, Paulo Di Canio before that. Why do we all what? have? Uh, what uh, what is the what is going on at Newcastle? What the Geordies are going mad? All right, that's enough about Newcastle. Now to Leicester City. Oof. These guys are now uh, what? Well, at the time they were they were what uh, five points clear of uh, Tottenham who were in second. Yeah, but now it's the gap is back again to three points. But I mean. These are just guys grinding out the results. They are not. Uh, it's like they're, a, not playing, they're not playing the best of football. They're, they're like Lance Armstrong after he lost his first testicle <laughs> and came back doping. Like Leicester <laughs> City are doping. There, there's something there. There is doping. We doping, have to doping. put it down to. I don't even know what. Let's investigate Leicester City. Too much we're gonna, doping. We're actually going to call Wada. We're going to call Wada. And <laughs> fa- <laughs> can all the Leicester City players piss in cups? Jamie Vardy has got a 9.2 second 
10,000 meter sprint I'm, in the 90th minute. And, and he keeps wearing like a cast on his arm. I'm what, like, this been there what, the is, what is in there? What is there? What is in there? Is it an intravenous drip it's into an intra- his, yeah, into it, his it, it has stream? Is what's go- Leicester City, with all due respect, they, this team is, 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 has gone beyond anyone's expectations. But this is, look. 5,000 to 1 at the beginning of the season. Yes, the but season, this is right? like my cynicism coming through here. How do you come from 12 months ago, you are relegation candidates? Like, not 20, even a joke. Same time, eh? yes, 25 same games, yes. they, they had, they were, they were relegation candidates. They, they, they were like, like prime six points off the top, relegation uh, off the bottom, I think. <laughs> prime relegation candidates. They were going down. So, how and does somehow, Claudio, how does Claudio Ranieri come and do what Nigel Pearson failed to do with essentially the same playing staff? And, and then now challenge for the premiership and have a five point cushion. How? In what universe? Think, think about this as well. No! Please come Nigel on. Nigel Pearson's Please, team, right? Come this, on. It, it's not that different to this team. And Ranieri himself. Yeah. Ten managerial jobs in eight years, right? He yeah. coached Greece when they lost to the Faroe Islands. Okay, he coached Monaco. <laughs> they lost to the yeah, Faroe they lost to the Faroe Islands. Yeah. I think there's like a thousand people at the Faroe Islands. Yeah. And the coach Monaco, he was a flop. Yeah. And now he comes to Leicester City and he was everyone's the bookie's favorite to get the sack. Yeah. They saw this Vardy. Like, what can he do? What can he do yeah. that, that Nigel Pearson couldn't do? And I mean, and there the was also talk about him, how he's never been in a relegation battle. So yeah. people were saying he's going to fail at that anyway. And somehow, we don't know. Maybe, you know what I bring it down to? It's those 12 Thai Sangomas. <laughs> the Sangomas brought in by the King Power authorities yes. to bless, or I don't know what, put the spell on Leicester City. That's, that is essentially their, their doping. I think that, that can be homeopathic, uh, look, th- uh, 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 we spoke about taking. it last week. They have, um, what, three tough games left. Man United, they have West Ham somewhere. And, and I think, they do they have a Spurs? Spurs no, no, they don't have a Spurs anymore. They have, um, a tricky encounter against Swansea or Southampton. They still have Southampton. Mm. So Southampton, United City. But the United and Chelsea, actually, they still have Chelsea on the last day of the season, I suspect. Chelsea Chelsea play, I think they must be, yeah. Because yeah, I, I know United play West Ham on the yeah. last day of the season. Yeah, so they could conceivably have the season sewn up by then. It's not, you know, out but, of the realm of possibility. They could have the season sewn up by then. How? Like, I but can't also, think about this. Leicester can afford to, to, to fuck up. They, mm. Leicester can afford to go and draw one game. And possibly lose another because we're not sure that everyone else below them is going to be winning. Everything. Look, I think Spurs can do it. I think Spurs can do win everything. Spurs can Spurs can mount it. Look, we can talk about maybe they get weary with their high pressing, high tempo game, but I really think Spurs have got the hunger, and they've got the. There's a certain togetherness you can feel in that team that you can't see at Arsenal, for example, <laughs> <laughs> and. And those guys look like they want to fight for each other. I do not know what has happened in that dressing room. I, Actually, it's a, it's the greatest. It's the sum of the parts. You know, yeah. when you talk about there are no individuals. Yeah. First in the in the first few few months of the season, we saw Mares, Vardy, obviously. Yeah. But now it's a collective of they, doping. It's a collective, it's a collective effort. Of doping. Where they brought in yesterday, they brought in Schlup, I think for Mares. Yeah. Same tempo yeah. coming in there, closing guys down. And yeah. Golo Kante has to be play, player of the season. No, I think it's going to be tough to rule out Mares as a player of the season. It's going to be very tough. It's a tough battle for anyone to say that Mares. Mares, Mares, and Mares, Kante, mm-hmm. Vardy, yeah, Payet. That they have to be. Mm-hmm. And young and player of the season, the Ozil of the first half of the season. Ozil. Young player of the season, I would put Dele Ali. Dele Ali, yeah. yeah. Dele mm-hmm. Ali, who's a contender? Him is Dele Ali. Is buttoned. Is buttoned. Harry Kane is still a young player. Guess, conceivably, yeah. he can, you know, um, buttoned. 
Butland maybe. Um, but yeah, no, look, it's it's a tough one. So but those three, yeah. Yeah. Let's move on to what other games did we have this weekend in the Premier League? Norwich City, no, no, no. No one cares. Mm-hmm. No one cares. Uh, Spurs. We've talking about Spurs and Aston Villa. Yeah, Villa are down. They're Villa, gone. They're, they're gone. 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 So, gone. Gone. So, gone. So the Villa fans had a big learner outside. Yeah. And they brought in the stewards. They were basically fighting between the stewards to take it down. Mm-hmm. They revealed another one. Across <laughs> <laughs> the stands. Another one. They were like, fuck you, Randy Lerner. And I think Villa have to come to terms with life in the, in the championship now. But I don't see how Jordan Ayew, who's just come from Marseille, is going to be playing at the Amex Stadium against Reading on the on the week on weekends. They're going to have to find players. There's going to be a massive exit. Yeah. So I don't know what what next for Villa, but they're done. They're gone. All right, cool. Let's go into the Champions League. Um, last night was it last night? Yeah. Yes, last the, the night, penalties. Yes, Atletico. Was, we spoke yeah. about Atletico already. Then and, there was uh, um, City versus Dino City Kiev. versus. Dinamo Kiev, terrible game. But what what but was the hype around that guy, the the Russian striker Yamalenko? Yamalenko, remember oh. how yes. much everyone was hyping him? He was supposed to go to Liverpool. He is super shit. There's, there's a guy actually who was playing for Kiev, uh, Konor Plyanka. Yeah, he's, he's playing at Sevilla now. Is he's good though. He's brilliant. Brilliant. He's brilliant. And he was never in the same breath. I don't know why they never. And Yamalenko, Yamalenko has, was is a star. Languid and horrible, and just has a, a dirty beard. <laughs> and he's also <laughs> a ginger. <laughs> and he's a ginger. And he's a ginger. And you wonder, like, I mean, City, right? Uh, company is out He yes. pulls up in the first 20 First minutes. five minutes Was it tw- five Yeah minutes? the first five minutes He pulls up He's he's gone So mm. that means It's another recurring injury Of his And I think his days are numbered Yeah His days are Look, numbered they said This is the 14th calf injury He's Jesus. had in his career At Man City That's He's reaching You'll Abu, be lucky to have reaching one Abu Dhabi levels yeah. there <laughs> He's about to To become one more, Abu Dhabi. one more season I think he he's He has to call it time And then you look at Otamendi Otamendi as well He's gone so they've got Mangala and Dimichaelis <laughs> against uh, Rashford. Okay, well, it's Rashford and, and Depay and possibly Lingard. So City are also struggling. They're struggling there and I don't know what's going to happen. Okay, look, he's 29. He's 29 years old. As, and as a defender. As a defender, that's with, a long time for you. you can, but then, he still has another six years at the top. Let's, let's say, give or take, he's got six years at the top. But yeah. he'll... This, Injuries recurring. He, they probably have the best doctors in the Premiership. Yeah. What happens now? Do you a as City go out and buy a big? Play, you go out and buy Diego Godin. You go out and buy a Hummels, or do you, do you go out and buy uh, Emerick Laporte? Laporte at, yeah. at Atletico Bilbao. Yeah. Do you, or do you keep your faith in twenty-nine-year-old hamstring pro calf? Everything, calf, everything, everything prone. The man who who's got the biggest forehead in the history of Premiership football, the, of all time. He looks like he's got a butt growing out of his if head. If he were a yellow bone, <laughs> he'd be stealing souls. Essentially, yeah, essentially. He, he, I don't know whether City stick or do they sell him. No, I think he's had a rough time. I think, uh, and City haven't, and he's been, also he, had people to deputize for him properly. Yeah, true. I think the golfing he, class between. Uh, company and uh, Otamendi and Otamendi and then Mangala and Dimichelis is a bit it's, it's too wide. Do you remember they had Savage? Yeah, they had uh, a number of, another guy who's playing. So, what's at, his name? Uh, uh, the the Serbian the guy who's Serbian playing guy. at Atletico Madrid now. Savage, what is his name? It's a Nastasic. Nastasic. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Thank you. That's it. But City have problems. And Nastasic was beasting that season. They won the dude. Yeah, he was beasting. And then he who got sold, got chucked out. Yeah. But now Otamendi looks like Nastasic was like a Kosciani light. He was very Kosciani light. <laughs> a very good player. You know players who you know I love defenders who can play the ball off from the back. Yeah. 
Anyway, let's move on from that. Tonight we have got Barcelona and Arsenal in the Champions League as well as Ooh. Bayern, FC it's and going Juventus. To be a cracker. Bayern is already 2-2 against Juventus away from home at the old lady's house. Mm. And then Arsenal obviously lost 2-0 at the Emirates and are heading into the cauldron of noise Ooh. that is the Camp Nou in Barcelona. Seater. Yes, yes. Barcelona on the Champions League night. This is where you earn your money. This is <laughs> This is where you earn your money as a player. You go out there you give everything. You leave your blood, sweat, and tears on that pitch. I don't want to see you coming back here without, you know, you covered in just grass. Because I just want to see... Arsenal need to go out there and do what they've done to United at, at, at the Emirates. Go is, for it. Is you it possible? It. Is this the time of the big miracle? What, what choice what do, do you have? What do you have to lose? What exactly? What yeah. do you have to lose? Go out there and show them that you can play football. Show some identity. Show some... Some bot... Some... Some bottle. Some, go... <laughs> I just want to see this Barcelona side being beaten as much as I hate asking myself, but I'd rather see the underdog coming through once once again. But I just don't see it. It, it, it seems like I mean Barcelona don't have any who, who's I mean they've got everyone fit. Uh, MSN I have a is tweet fit. from Twenty. She says, "Laughing my ass off," which we will assume is beautiful and bounteous yeah. and whatever. We went from Champions League relegation candidates. We swapped lives with Leicester. She's <laughs> talking about Chelsea. Obviously, she's a oh, Chelsea yeah, yeah, fan. Yeah. And then uh, Mark Mowbray says, Rafa saving Newcastle is as impossible as stopping Messi from evading Texas. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Thank you very much. Bars. Mapori. Bars. Well done. Bars. Um, I, I think we, we have to put Barcelona in. It's in more that. than a club. It's, it's Tax more than evading, a... doping, everything. It's what more else? than a club. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a. Sex, Charles Labour, remember this? Charles Labour. Yes, Helenovich. Yes, Charles The Helenovich transfer. They there we go. Kids. Barcelona, child labor, transfer dealings. Transfer dealings. What, what else? Doping, tax evasion, more than a club. I right? wouldn't be surprised if their kits are being sewn by 11 year old North Koreans in some <laughs> factory somewhere. <laughs> but that's still to be investigated, and we will do thorough research. We will do thorough research. Mesca unclub my foot. Now, let us. This is the question I've been asking people who have not seemed to, to be able to, to tell me anything. What has Luis Enrique done that is different from what Pep Guardiola was doing at yes, Barcelona? I, had, I mean, had they've same gone how many, how many games now? Is it what thirty-five or games or something unbeaten? And 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 Pep has has never done this. I mean, even at his pomp, Barcelona were not playing as well as they are now. Granted, they didn't have Messi, Neymar, Neymar and Suarez, Suarez as their yeah. front three, but they still had quality players. David Villa, Messi, and Thierry Henry. And Henry, yeah. I mean, they had Zlatan. Then Zlatan. I mean. Does this expose ba- uh, uh, Guardiola. Guardiola for? And, and no, you know, it might even expose Luis Enrique. Because <laughs> you bring in you bring in uh, Guardiola to this side that's essentially full of match winners. Yeah, he does. They've won the Champions League won it. two years before you. He does, the, I guess, the bare minimum which is required at Barcelona. Yeah, which they didn't do too well. Now Luis Enrique comes in from Salta Vigo, mm-hmm. and he comes in there. They have a shit season, half first half of the season mm-hmm. last season. They they kick it up a notch and they win the treble. They win the treble this season. They, if not better than last season. Yeah. How do first of all, how do you motivate a team that's gone and won everything? Yeah. They've won five trophies now, counting the Club World Cup yeah. and the Copa. I don't know what it is. Liber, the the, the, the yeah. King's Cup. Yeah. And so what happened? What I think that speaks to a manager. He goes in there. He motivates those players. Even you can't motivate a player who's won everything. I don't, a Gerard PK, a Messi. Funny what enough, do you speak you of do? Gerard PK. I saw I saw an interview of him yesterday, and he was talking about the pressure of being at Barcelona. So, oh, really? So in his mind, as a player, it's it's not just about going to win the like 
you know, we will win the next game. It's you, we're going to win everything. We're going to win everything. And we, you're saying that is, a pressure, well as well. that is a pressure of being a, a player for Barcelona. And it's, it's not about Messi. Will, he says Messi will always be Messi. But you need to decide for yourself in what, this team. What's gonna happen? What am I going to be doing to stay in this team? Because there's a there's a guy at La Masia, a little kid yeah. that was bought fraudulently and they're, that they're doping, <laughs> who can come in and perform. Like look at over the weekend, El Hadadi. Oh, he's Egyptian born. He's Egyptian born. Yeah, one of those players. He he has he's come in there and that guy seamlessly. He comes in there and he's been. Bra- I remember that Quenka. Remember Quenka, yes, who yeah. tall, lanky looking. Then there's Sergi Sampa. There's Sergi Sampa. There's a Thiago's lot of guys. Yeah. They are kids ready to come in there. The transition from the current team to the to young fledglings is seamless. Mm. It is seamless, and I just think Barcelona are, are you know what? As much as they, they we we could doubt their feelings, they have been. They they are a club that everyone should build their club around. More this, than a club. We've got a, a tweet from uh, False Alarm. Your namesake, Theo is my name. He says, or she says, absolutely nothing. I believe Luis Enrique is just a brilliant manager when it comes to managing players. Well, look, I think I can agree with you there. And he says further, he just added Suarez and Neymar to Messi's match winning sauce. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, in that sense, you get Rafa Benitez to coach that side. Do you think... (laughs) I've never. I don't think anyone wants to play for Benitez. No one wants to play for you. You can't just get another manager. You can't get Nigel Pearson to coach Barcelona. They're not going to win the treble. But somehow, Renrique, first of all, he knows the egos in the dressing room. Yeah. After that match against uh, when they lost to David Moyes, yeah. the lowest point in Barcelona's history. That probably. last uh, last February, last, last February when yeah. they had that meeting supposedly yeah. when Messi was benched. When Messi was benched, yeah. and they had a meeting, and he knew how to navigate around the egos in the dressing in the room, dressing the Suarez, room. the Neymar, the Messi, to keep them happy, to keep the uh, the team ticking, and that means a manager who's got that emotional intelligence and the motivation to get the players to to and rally the around the court, well, to, yeah, to, yeah, to say, yeah. look, I am I am just a lowly ex-Barcelona player, I've probably got the technical ability, but you guys have to execute it on the pitch. And he has gone out and done that. Okay, so I was going to say, I just feel maybe from a tactical perspective, you'll probably find that Barcelona are more direct now. You know, they, they don't the, have the stale position that used to have under Guardiola's team. The, I mean, the so-called tiki-taka, which tiki-taka, Guardiola which, doesn't like calling tiki-taka. Yeah, I mean, it was so Possession boring football, at times, but this but, Barca team can break on you in an instant. It's and, so, it's like, I was going to say I'm, penetrative, but that's just... <laughs> a bit. When, I mean, you look at the goal they scored at Arsenal. Against Arsenal, yeah. That first goal. The first Suarez, goal. Suarez, I think, had three players around yeah. him. One touch, two touches, gone. Out, mm. on his feet. Neymar, Neymar. making run. Messi mm. is on is on the right channel. Yeah. And the counter, it is, it is phenomenal. Yeah, I know, true. So, what do you think? I think it's going to be 3-1 to Barcelona tonight. Mm. Uh, that will make it 5-1 on He's going to score for, for Arsenal. Danny Welbeck. <sighs> Danny Welbeck. Who else? Or oh, Lauren Cossione, a header from a set piece. I do not expect anything from this game. I've, I've just... Jeez. There are so many love letters like from United Arsenal fan. fans who have just given up and uh, they, they don't look like they, they expect anything. Neither do I, to oh. be honest. You so, know what? I, all I'm looking forward to is Arsenal fan TV after this. I just want to see Arsenal fan Claude and the likes going at it All again. right, quickly, some PSL results. Uh, the one that matters. Last night, Kaiser Chiefs lost 1-0 to Jomo Cosmos. Uh... What's happening safe with Steve Compella? Safe to say Steve Compella is the LVG of the South African PSL. He's the Louis van Gaal. He flatters to deceive so many promises, so many things about philosophies and how teams are supposed to play. But the fact is, Kaiser Chiefs are playing like shit. They're terrible. Kaiser Chiefs looks like a retirement village for 2010 World Cup stars. 
They are all washed. I mean, you can't simply still be relying on Simpia Chabalala in 2016. Even, I mean, that guy. I mean, he's we, probably 35. You found that goal. You, you got the McDonald's contract. <laughs> we get you, man. We get the you. The fish and chips contract. You got the fish and chips. You got. You are doing well. But come on. Come on, lads. Let's change the team up. Let's, Let's switch it up. Uh, Maybe it's because of Mr. Rusikeli. Let's Solonyane, all those guys. That's the old guard. I mean, Kaiser Chiefs. Even look Kune. Kune, like, Kune, Kune is. Kune Christ, looks like his real guy, age man? now. Oh, he's like, like his, his football age he's is 37. Gone. He looks 37 now. Hey, oh man, you can't come, come from being a 24 year old in 2010 <laughs> to, to looking like you've just been run over by a truck in 2018 and he, you're 50. <laughs> he needs, I mean, his performances have been like men's clinic. Call <laughs> men's clinic. Anonymous. Anonymous. He's been anonymous in games. <laughs> his, his, his performances have been limp. Like a man at men's clinic. At men's clinic. Limp. And, and uh, I think we can safely say Kaiser Chiefs are, are, in, are in trouble. Limp. Limp performances. Anyway, we need to move on to our theme of the week, which we are going to get into now. And uh, we're just discussing match fixing. A hot, hot topic now in South Africa. Woo! It's fire. Holy Ghost fire. Now, if you have not been reading the papers... You would not know that uh, three former South African Football Association officials have been banned in connection with match-fixing allegations connected to friendlies before the 2010 Federation Internationale, the Football Association World Cup. Leslie Sidibe was the Safa Chief Executive Officer at the time and he has been found guilty of failing to disclose the issue, which means he knew, and for failing to cooperate. He has been banned for five years and fined for just over 300,000 rand. Yo, guys... This is, you know, that's probably paltry change compared to what Raj Perumal was giving these guys. Yeah, true. And you know, a big, a big thing we have to look at here right, is, is remember we we talked about how Perumal is at the center. Yeah. He inserted himself into the set into the. He is the crux of this entire investigation, mm. and he's now working with authorities to get um to get guys you know with with FIFA to actually expose guys. So yeah. he's snitching on everyone. Yeah, and. What do Safa have to do now? What what happens now with the match fixing that's gone on? They knew about it, mm-hmm. and they got a referee to come in from this from this organization. What is it? I mean, football for football international or something. <laughs> yes. It is basically some shelf company made by uh, Raj Paramount. Yeah. and Safa came in there. I mean, they paid these guys. Two hundred fifty thousand. I think it was two hundred fifty thousand rand, or if, if not more, if it wasn't in dollars. Yeah. And I remember that the one quote where the referee actually went to the bank and he actually got money. He was getting money in a bag. He was getting money in a bag from Perumal to go deposit. That is, and he even gave him Krugerrands as actually <laughs> because he was depositing so much money in this branch. It was in Nelspreet. Oh my, in Nelspreet. In Nelspreet. And they actually were like, you know, well done. Who's from Nelspreet? We want to know. Nelspreet people. We want to know. If Who's your dad is, if your dad is the branch manager, <laughs> the branch manager, we want to know. Oh, sorry, the manager, the manager, the manager. Um, look, there, there have been many instances of match fixing actually, and uh, I remember we spoke about the Zimbabwean one. Yeah, from Asia Gate. Asia Gate. Mm-hmm. Um, would you mind elaborating on Asia Gate here? So essentially, a team. This is a, this is a very broad overview. The team that called themselves uh, Zimbabwe as a national team went to play. Uh, was it Thailand? Was they it Thailand played, or Indonesia? They played uh, those... Uh, Indonesian sides, right? Yeah. But it was actually not a so national side. So this is in side. 2012. Um, it wasn't a national side, and they went in there, and they, they got beaten 
by a, f- a number of Asian sides. But yeah. this was basically getting a Kaiser Chiefs, dressing them up in, in, national, in, in colors. national colors, yeah. and representing the country in a tournament that was organized by a match-fixing guy, Raj Perumal, yeah. once again. <laughs> and the players went there and they were beaten. Interestingly enough, some of the players who were involved in this match-fixing scandal were, I don't know, Ovi Karuru, Jaime Jambo, who was at Kaiser Chiefs, uh, Kama Biliat, who is lighting up the PSL, the, the PSL right PSL now, Willard yeah. Katsande, who is at Kaiser Chiefs, Thomas Weso, I think he was also at, at Kaiser Chiefs at some point, Edward Sadomba and Method Mwanjali. I think Mwanjali is at one of these other is it, teams. Is it Black Leopards or I, something like that? I, I think so. But we, do you think that uh, there's an end to this? Do you think this is... is this, are we just scratching the surface? Because I think that we're... In, in South Africa in itself, there are a lot of individuals who are you know, involved in football, whether they are... It's a clandestine sort of organization that, yeah. that's in, within football. But this is not the end. There are more revelations to come out. This is nothing. And I think Safa has a massive house cleaning to do. Because FIFA has actually come in there. They've been tasked with coming out and finding the people uh, responsible. And Sidibe, Leslie Sidibe yeah. is the one that got, that's been nabbed. Yeah. But do you think he's working by, was he working by himself? Well, is he the not. scapegoat? It's, it's like a cabal. <laughs> is, is he, a putist cabal. A putist of, cabal. Of, <laughs> Of unrepentant and recalcitrant wrongdoers. My God. Yes. We need a, we need a thesaurus. Yes, yes, just yes. To, to see what but my question is, mean. so how does match fixing work? So is it really the betting syndicates that own, you know, that, that'll say it's like if a boxer throws a fight and say, yeah, the fifth so, round to go down. I so I, I, I saw this diagram where they basically showed the betting syndicates in Asia. Yeah. And so some of them are actually housed in like these big corporate, like, Buildings, yeah, and they have connections to sport across the world. Yeah, they will send out sales reps essentially mm-hmm. to Italy. So they'll go to a third division side in Italy, they'll go to, to Zim, they'll go and they'll say, All right, we will give you 250,000 euros cash yeah. if you let in a goal. Like, I mean, I, I remember reading that some of those Zimbabwean players got paid by like DVD players, they've got TVs, they've TVs got flat, and screen, flat TVs screen TVs, and like a thousand US dollars. To, to f- I mean, for your national pride, come I, on, guys. I heard from a, a source who's who's uh, who was a national team who player, was a national team player at the yeah. time who says that they were in a hotel room and a sir, a East European man came in and he said to them, I will offer you guys each a 50 inch TV. <laughs> And a thousand US dollars if you guys throw this game tomorrow. Damn. Two players walked out yeah. because they were international and they were quite, I mean, they didn't need the money. Yeah. The rest of the guys. They stayed. They stayed. And, and they, they, got, took, they took, they took, they the, took, the they took them. If you, if you see photos from them coming back to the, to the country, they had TVs, they had a thousand <laughs> US dollars. And I mean, for a player, you look at it, guys who are earning 50 US dollars a month mm. playing Zim PSL football. Yeah. A TV and a thousand dollars is is a lot of money. Yeah. So essentially, these Asian betting syndicates, which aren't regulated, yeah, they are going to keep on doing this, and they are doing it. And I think we're going. This is just a scratching the surface in terms of what's going on within yeah. African football. Yeah. How do we fix it? What do you think? I have no idea. Um, do you think? Do you th- do they does do the organizations pay the players more? Do they? How do they protect them? Do they give them training? What happens? What happens? I think you have to have tougher sanctions in how you regulate those betting syndicates in the first place. That because that's where so the that's key, where the that's the, where the problem the lies. Because that's where the money is. That's where the you need to attack the money 
where people are making the money is where you so then go, go and to say, the money. Go to the money and say regulate this X Y Z like this. But the problem is FIFA are heavily involved in those yeah, exactly. So it's it it comes full circle. FIFA officials are heavily involved there because they're the ones who got the power to actually say go and play these matches. And and also think of and how, how do referees right? How do they get to the referees? Should FIFA not be doing more? Should they not be paying them more money? Should they not be paying them more money? No, exactly. definitely, so I agree. The I agree. integrity of FIFA yeah. is, at, is at stake. Surely they should be paying the refs more to say, I'm not going to take your bribe because I've got 10,000 US dollars already. And it's always the heads of the football associations who are implicated. Because, I mean, for Zimbabwe, it was Henrietta Rushwaya. Uh, who was the lady? Yeah, she, she was, was the head well. of Zifa at the time. And uh, Zimbabwe Football Association, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. We are Zifa. It's not Zika, Duncan. It's Zifa. Oh, my God. It's this guy. Xenophobic. Bastard. Thunder yeah. Buster and always wearing Uzi. <laughs> anyway, um, that should be that for our theme of the week today. And uh, we shall tell now us, move. tell us, what do you guys think? Is there is there match fixing still going on? Are there are there games where you're sure you've seen match fixing in the PSL, in the NDL? Is there? I mean, we saw that game that South Africa played against Guatemala. <laughs> And they, they, that penalty, that was... I mean, the guy got tackled outside the box. The ref gave a penalty. You know, are there games like that? What do you see? What do, what do you... What have you seen? Send us an email. Send us a text. Call us. And, uh, or send us nudes. Start snitching, man. Yeah. Just start snitching. Um, let us now move into our favorite... Our favorite, 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 favorite. What, 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 is, what is it? Our favorite. Is. Our favorite, our favoritist. Our favorite test. It's the worst English ever. Don't ever. Uh, our don't, most favorite. Edit that out. Uh, no, no. Um, more favorite. Our more favorite? More, more. Our favorite. Our, our most fire. There we go. Our most fire. <laughs> our most fire segment. The laundromat. PSG. Um, PSG. Yes, yes, PSG yes. PSG win yes, the yes, league. Yes. 9-0. Yes. No, this, I mean, this Four nil goal, a four four nil to Zlatan. <laughs> How can is this allowed? Oh my god! Be... Oh no! Who was in the studio today? Oh, what's yeah. happening, Mr. Matthews? Sorry, Mr. John Matthews. Oh, I'm, I'm coming from the south, man. <laughs> PSG, PSG going through, winning nine nil. They've won the league by twenty six thousand points. <laughs> they basically, <laughs> the PSG are playing by themselves in the French League. Alright, then league, we've got uh, uh, MK Don's midfielder banned from Cheltenham Festival after being caught urinating in a pint glass. Yes. Samir Carruthers, come on, man. Come on, guys. Go come piss on. in your rhino. Is like he a, a wolf or not? He is a... Uh, I think he's a wolf for not following the rules. <laughs> <laughs> but why a fucking pint glass, bro? Why a pint glass? Sammy Carruthers, who was caught by a photographer as he relieved himself Former into the Fulham pint player. pot while surrounded by race goers. So it's basically like a race for rich white people. Yeah, Cheltenham yeah. is this big uh, racing. Is, is, it like, is it like the Met? Wait, is, it, is, is that where Theo and his yeah, family go? Well, the, the thoroughbreds go. <laughs> and then uh, Barcelona are in the laundromat for this because uh, Johan Niskens, if you remember him, is the one who did the fire penalty with uh, Johan Cruyff, oh, yeah, that, uh, the one that Former Messi... Former Sundowns yeah. coach, wasn't he? Uh, yes, he, actually, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was sold by Barcelona because he refused to pass the club president a roll of toilet paper. <laughs> that was why Barca <laughs> sold him all those years ago, but back in the 1970s. Yeah, that's petty, though. But that's petty, yeah. yeah that's yeah. petty. Uh, he was still 29 at the, at the time, and he knew he moved to New York Cosmos, where he played, of course, with Joe Mosona. Joe Mosona, yeah. Yes. Joe Mosona, George Best. George Best. He, was, well, he didn't play as Cosmos, but yeah. he was in the MLS at the time. In a new book entitled Barca Inedit, or Barca Unpublished, it's alleged that Nieskens was moved on by Barca president Jose Luis Nunes for the strangest and most petty of reasons. Basically, he didn't pass in the toilet paper. 
<laughs> so what? Were they in a store I together? Don't know, what, were like, they taking? Because you know, in China, in China, you can just shit everywhere, and everyone can see. What do you mean? You shit like the public open. toilets? There are no doors. Yeah, it's just open. Why? Why would they not have doors? That's, so, that's an invasion of privacy. There, there are a billion point three people in what? China, guys. You're telling but, me? So I mean, oh, it, it's well, one wooden panel. What's they gonna do? It's like a wooden panel. I can't panel, even shit panel. at work. Now I have to <laughs> shit in public in front of fucking people going about their day, having coffee. Oh hi, sorry. Could you pass do me they, the toilet paper? Do then? they at least like give you like a mask or something to put on your head? You, you probably know? have a, a a mask. Just so people are probably taking selfies while they're taking public dumps in China. This is probably a thing. I so be so if someone wanted to like, and then like, uh, we've got a real wolf here. Wolfsburg have allegedly fined Max. Max, mm. Max, Max Cruz, Cruz, yeah. after he accidentally left 75,000 euros in a taxi <laughs> <laughs> after a World Series poker tournament. I think he's, he probably didn't notice. <laughs> right? He probably, probably didn't notice. Like, he's probably like, shit, I'm sure I had something here. It's, that's, like, that's probably like one week's wages. S- wages he's probably know? going to the strip club. It was all ones. Yeah, and then uh, Liverpool have messed up, according to fans anyway, online. Uh, Liverpool have ruined club merchandise forever. With a rubbish new line of oh club crap. Oh my Jesus. Have, what, what does it look like? What, I haven't seen it. It's like a, it's like a brown t shirt. Who makes the, the, the uh, new, balance. new balance? Yeah. They've got a brown t shirt. Yeah, there we go. This it's, is Jurgen. Jurgen is passion. Jurgen is a believer. Jurgen is no more. Be like Jurgen. Hey, my guy, if you haven't won the league in, in 24 yeah, years, it's, 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 it's a tough life. That's where Arsenal's going. A big one. Yeah. Harry Houdini Redknapp. Also known as the Wheeler Dealer, aka the Pompey Boss, aka the man is the going to be—he's going to be the director of football at Derby County, and he is going to bring in guess who? Nico Cranshaw, <laughs> <laughs> the God. I'm How sure many he, times will he sign Nico this? Nico Cranshaw is the most solid. I don't know what Harry Redknapp loves about Nico Cranshaw. Pletikosa, bloody Yelovich. I he, feel like I feel like Nico Cruncher is like his illegitimate son see, or something. He, you know, he feels guilty. Does he owe him something? What does he? <laughs> owe? Does he has, he has his nudes. He has his nudes. Yeah. And then I don't know. Read. I don't know if you guys remember, but we had a picture which we had on our Twitter feed like many many moons ago about uh, Dick Advocate and uh, Louis Van Gaal posing with some beautiful ladies. I think it was for the Ajax and PSV Eindhoven derby back then. Yeah, they were and, naked. Uh, Godly, and, and they were just. And they're just basically and posing with naked women who were painted over and, in and the colors of the. I'm going to describe this this photo. They're doing the rap squat, <laughs> <laughs> the the squat that every rapper does after he signs a deal. <laughs> they, they look like they're about to drop a, a mixtape. Right? Yeah, it looks like exactly. a mixtape. Yeah, they've got the mixtape squat, and they've got naked bad bads. This could be this could be easily a mixtape cover. Yeah, yeah, easily. I think we should actually use that as our mixtape cover. Yeah, when yeah. we release our, it's going to drop soon. Anyway, Check that's that's Apple all we've music. got for you guys on the football show today. It's been wonderful. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Uh, from myself, Theo Mojo, and Raul Matthews. Yeah. May the swag be with you. And uh, I don't know, all boobs matter. All boobs yeah. matter. E- yeah. Everything, even the. And what else? We ways. we probably say more stuff than this. What, what do we say? Where's Nandi when you need her? All yeah. boobs matter. And be kind. Be kind to strippers. To strippers. Venga out. Can't. V- venga out. Uh, venga out. Yeah. Um, venga in forever. He yeah. must stay there for thirty years. <laughs> No, he must be no, buried. He no, must be buried there. No, no, he must come to calf. <laughs> he must Vega. go there. He must go there. Go there. Arsene Wenger must go there. He must come to calf. Yeah. We're not gonna do it. Yeah. No. No. It's Guys, a fucking disgrace. It's been the football show. We love you and goodbye. <laughs>
This is CliffCentral.com.